Who? Whether you're a tall actor going to work and getting put in uncomfortable metal armour, or you're a tall actor going to work and getting put in a black suit and a huge heavy deformed head, or you're a tall actor going to work and getting put in big heavy robes and an ugly melted monk head, you're welcome to a bad case of loving who. I'm Thomas Medina and he must be wanted. He must be loved. To rule through fear is inefficient. It's Christopher Stennett. That's me, and very, very well done there, Thomas. You finally got through that. that <laughs> we had like, a few takes. Oh, ten <laughs> or something. Feels as though we've been here for about 20 minutes just trying to get through that opening, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. effortless. <laughs> I should probably go a bit um, interdimensional with all the um, fandoms here. Um, and mentioned that during the week it was Star Wars, the 40th anniversary of mm. the first one, and that intro made me think of um, Peter Mayhew with Chewbacca. <laughs> yes, he is one of those tall people, for sure. Brilliant. Back, back um, to Doctor Who. Back to Doctor Who, and specifically yes. the pyramid at the end of the world and mm. uh, is the latest episode, and IMDb says this. A 5,000-year-old pyramid appears overnight, baffling everyone, including the Doctor. It's directed by Daniel Netheim again, and written by Peter Harness and Stephen Moffat. And I didn't really like this episode um, much, unfortunately. <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> um, <laughs> it feels like it feels a bit bad doing that. It's like I just I just built it up, introduced it, and then just shot it down a bit. But um. No, it was okay, but I didn't like it much. Um, how about you? Well, I didn't like the first probably half hour or so. Mm. But at the end, I thought it did all right. Yeah, okay. I I, I, I think I'll be agreeing with you on that there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to the ending. But I don't um, think that made up for the stuff before. Mm. Including well, the... last week's episode. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I last week the way this whole kind of monk stuff got set up last week got me maybe too excited for. I, I thought this week was going to be really good because of last week because I liked it last yep. week and uh, and I thought it was a great build up. But yeah, this one was a bit of a come down for me. Uh, and I was a bit disapp- disappointed by my monks. Uh, I thought the monks would be a bit more exciting, but uh, they're just chilling in their pyramid uh, <laughs> doing their I thing. I totally agree with you, and I didn't really feel that they were that scary either. Yeah, like, well, yeah, they they just didn't have I, much to do, did they? Not at all. I mean, then are they trying to kill you or not? Yeah, I guess that's a part of the problem. We still, it's we've had two episodes with the same monsters, and we still don't know what they want at all, really. Exactly. Well, they we know they say kind of take over the earth or something, but that's very vague. Well, I thought that was their plan, but and they want you to tell them to do it. Yeah, they have very strange methods. Uh, 
yeah well they were they already began one of the in the previous episode how they were running simulations to test their invasion i feel like this episode kind of makes that make less sense like why why'd they have to do all that if their way of taking over the world is actually just to come and and request to be asked to take over the world kind of thing like i feel like running the simulations suits monsters who are going to come in really aggressively and violently which was what i was expecting indeed Um, yeah kind Um, of sort of work out any faulty issues that they may have to destroy like they need to kill the president first or yeah yeah so yeah so kind of weird how these these episodes are fitting together but Mm. it's looking like a at least a trilogy of kind of connected episodes so we'll see yeah um i found without spoiling anything in the movie arrival i found the the setup in this episode had a lot of similarities to that film similar kind of aliens coming kind of thing oh, oh. arrival sorry yeah i didn't hear the title so yeah I know what you were talking about <laughs> arrival yeah. that's right yeah that's better arrival was good Yes, that's that's a very good movie. Mm. Um, but really, like, it was all just kind of so slow and felt like all stuff we'd seen before. All the, mm. you know, they've got all the countdown and this yeah. must be like the 50th time in yeah. in Doctor Who that all of the clocks in the world have gone to a particular <laughs> time. Like, yeah. in this universe, people must just be used to the fact that our clocks don't work sometimes because it keeps happening. And it's a countdown without a countdown. Do you mean how it just goes minute by minute? Yeah, like there's not even a ticking clock. It's just, well, we've got two out of three left. Yep. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Until, Until the end when they need to be dramatic and they go, what is it, like... Uh, fifty nine fifty or something. Yes, <laughs> that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, so we've seen that a lot before. Mm. And what what's what do you think of all this um, president of the Earth stuff that is still around, which they introduced at the end of season eight, I believe, uh, with the Doctor being the president of the earth and flying around on this plane. It all just seems still really silly to me. Yeah, it does seem silly. Because the doctor doesn't seem to be a um, person that wants all this adoration and all this responsibility. Well, maybe responsibility, but he um, doesn't want to be known for it, so... Yeah, that's right. It doesn't seem like something he'd want to do. And the people who are kind of are working for him, mm-hmm. the other Earth leaders, don't seem to like his methods anyway. So uh, it's just a, it's a lose-lose situation, I think. Yeah, yeah. Seems strange how he dealt with it too, sort of... Um... Giving giving the people all the responsibility and telling them to coordinate an attack. Mm-hmm. Which seemed very unlike him. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was that was quite interesting that he kind of coordinated uh, all the Earth leaders making an attack on the aliens. He, he really doesn't trust these monks, does he? <laughs> no, I can get why, though. But at the same time, knowing what we know, I don't really get why. Yeah, it, it wasn't the most doctorish kind of action. No. Uh, on the doctor's part. And and that plane that they fly him around on and put the TARDIS on, it's just so... seems so silly to put the TARDIS on a plane, you know? <laughs> like, they could have just knocked on the door and said, hey, we're all here, can we grab a lift in the TARDIS? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> seems very strange. And they and got the TARDIS out of the, um... out of his office... Yeah, I hope the next time we see the the university, it's just, like, (laughs) demolished. (laughs) It also, every time they have this plane, I can't help but think, oh, no, you've spent some of this BBC budget on on this plane effect, uh, flying in the sky and stuff, which uh, just seems like a waste of money compared to putting it on some alien monsters or something. <laughs> mm. But, oh well, mm. that's okay. It it certainly is kind of one of those episodes where, for the most part, like, everyone is just standing around talking, which, uh, yep. which, is, which is fine. Like, in general, some of the best Doctor Who episodes are that, but... Uh, Men, for instance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's a lot of the classic Doctor Who episodes are... Uh, uh, well, they're pretty much primarily that, uh, so so it can be great, but uh, I don't think they that that this was this one was interesting enough. Um, no. Yeah, though there's kind of two. There's the lab story going on at the same time, isn't there? Which I thought the lab stuff was all great. Yes, um, I agree. Yeah. Um, but before we get to the lab stuff at the end, um. We finally learn a bit more about Nardo. That's good. Ah, which which bit was that? We learned that his lungs were human. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. It explains the breathing stuff in the space episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that is good to know. Mm, definitely. But at <laughs> the same time, didn't we see him in the preview of next week's episode? Um, I forget exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure I did, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Naro would die. Which you thought would he would die? I, well, I would... I, Alone in the TARDIS. I guess I kind of wanted him to die. Okay, typical. That would Look give a bit more emotional stimulus in the end of the episode. But then learning that he didn't die or was brought back the next episode is a bit more... gives me a bit of a more lighter mood, which means I don't like the episode as much. <laughs> right. Well, I think I would have been surprised if he died there because uh, it was just... he was a bit sidelined and alone there and no one would have been able to watch him die. Which would be sad, but uh, and the other thing is like, sure they've now told us about Nardole's lungs, but uh, 
I feel like they still need to... I'd like them to mention if Nardole can actually die, because... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can he? <laughs> yeah. So many questions about Nardole's body. <laughs> yes. But did he, at the end, get the... Um, catch the thing that was in the lab? Is that what we're supposed to believe? Um, yes, I think so. Yeah, and so he went into the TARDIS and is is dying, maybe, of that. That's right. what I thought, yes. Yeah, and it, it seemed too, didn't it, uh, like uh, the TARDIS got it a bit as well, if I remember right. It was making strange noises. Yeah. Uh, which could be problematic. Indeed. <laughs> That's right. It all it all kind of comes together and builds at the end. Yes. Um, and the doctor coming to the lab and trying to sort that out just felt uh, really nice. Like that's that's the doctor I like coming to a lab and oh, and sorting out an, a crisis, an yeah. emergency, uh, scientifically. Although, <laughs> well. <laughs> Just again, Peter Capaldi's like, I'm gonna blow it up. Yep. Which he, he seems like to do. <laughs> uh, yep. Blow it up. Yeah. But that also explained why it was blowing it up. So, yeah, and it made it made enough sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then finally, his blindness uh, becomes a real issue. Yes, that's that's what I was thinking. I was. Throughout the episode, I was thinking that the um, pyramid wasn't the main thing with this episode, and the main thing was the lab. Mm-hmm. So when we finally got to the lab, I was um, anticipating it to be great. I was sort of anticipating a a, a struggle there, but I didn't expect this to be it. Mm. I didn't expect the doctor's blindness to basically come back and bite him in the bottom. Yeah. It's the doctor's sonic sunglasses like appear to have some rubbish flaws considering their many features. Like yes. he can he can see so much and get so many details about his surroundings but but uh it can't translate some numbers. Yes. That's unfortunate. Yep, and it can tell you the age of a person. <laughs> yeah. So Bill goes and uh, and gives consent to the monks uh, to save them, and uh, and they cure the doctor's blindness. So yep. there's that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I liked the ending a fair bit. Uh, the way everything was just going wrong, and yep. uh, <laughs> it's. It's like a lot of Doctor Who's best cliffhangers are just when when everyone's separated and in their separate situations, they're just, they're almost going to die or they're doing the wrong thing. Uh, yeah, and that's what was happening at the end of this episode, which Some was pretty great cool. two-parters like that. Yeah. yeah. I quite like how lately, I guess this season particularly, there's they feel, it feels like they're incorporating a lot of kind of uh, pressing political and social themes in the episodes and yeah. and grappling with broad ethics and world war and and human reaction to tough alien dilemmas, which is basically 
ideal Doctor Who stuff, I guess. Uh, even though I, I don't think, you know, they're properly nailing it. They've got the right elements, I would say. <laughs> the elements there. Mm. The execution isn't quite there yet. Also, I uh, I enjoyed that the um their little Bond-like theme is still going in this episode. Uh, and at the end, we got some of the 11th Doctor's theme, uh, which is a great theme, always nice to hear, but does, you know, slightly annoy me that <laughs> we're getting the wrong Doctor's theme. Um, <laughs> but that happens from time to time, I guess. Um, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, so... So, uh, an okay episode, I would say. Uh, there's good stuff in it, but certainly not a great one. I think from the episode, um, okay, just because of that ending. Mm. But if I look at it as a two-parter, the ending wasn't worth the, um, all the stuff before. Sure. Well, I think that'll do it for this week. Here to play us out is the track 1969 from Season 6 of Doctor Who by Murray Gold, because that also played at the end of this episode. Uh, and it also, I, I believe it, they used it in that little Night of the Doctor thing with Paul McGann. So, yeah, they've used it a few times. Uh, subscribe on iTunes or any other podcast app. Email us at abcoflovingwho at gmail.com and we'll catch you next week. Ciao.